Oh, he jumped up over there. Oh. Oh, no. Yeah, bitch. Oh, you suck. You ain't shit, bitch. Like, bitch. Yeah, Teabag him. Yeah. I, I know. I had, I had only my handgun and shit left. Oh, well. Put a fucking snail trail him, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> That's awful. <laughs> That's so good, though. Well, you can't do that again. Greg liked that one. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs>
So we open with a orchestra. Back then, I'm sure orchestras were live recorded and things like that. Although, I don't know how they got it into the movies. Something we'll have to look at one of these days. But we open with an orchestra score that sounds a whole lot like Swan Lake for whatever reason. And we <laughs> go into a shot of a group of people riding around in a cab in the middle of the mountains in some foreign location. One of the local guys told them, the other travelers that seem to be coming from England, that carriage has to reach the inn by sundown, because tonight is Vortu night, and they have to watch out for the Nosferatu. Yep. We cut to the inside of an inn, and the villagers are all excited. They're going around, boarding up windows and things like that. Old ladies are sitting in the corners with their crucifixes, praying desperately, and they all come out, and they're happy that the taxi cab driver managed to get back by sundown. But the Englishman, our main guy so far, he's telling the taxi driver that he's got to go to Borgo Pass. The driver wants to drive him there in the morning, but the man says that he must specifically meet with somebody at nightfall. That particular person is the cab driver to the one and only Count Dracula. Right. When the villagers hear this, they're terrified out of their wits, and they tell him that Count Dracula is full of vampires. Him and his wives <laughs> can turn into wolves and bats, and they feed on blood, and yeah. it's just bad news all around. They're like, no the chance, buddy. No chance. <laughs> <laughs> Those chicks will fuck you up, man. Yeah. And these are... This whole movie's got... It's, it's established all the classic stuff. These people are typical Transylvanian type poor people living in like wood huts and oh, yeah. having old school kind of clothes compared to this guy at least he's in a three piece suit and they're in old ragged dirt hovel kind of clothing he's modern yeah. city guy at the time and they're yeah. old time you know yeah exactly <laughs> he doesn't believe it though he thinks it's, it's just a old school uh, small country superstition and the villagers tell him that uh, the vampires at this point in time, since the sun's going down, they must be getting out of their coffins. And he tells them that he doesn't care about any of this. He's he's going to go because that's where his uh, his employer told him that's what they're going to meet and that's what he's going to do. So before he leaves, the old woman gives him one of the crucifixes and they all loudly pray for him as he's leaving. Castle Dracula? Yes, that's where I'm going. To the castle? Yes. No, you mustn't go there. We people of the mountains believe at the castle there are vampires. Dracula and his wives, they take the form of wolves and bats. They leave their coffins at night and they feed on the blood of the living. Oh, but that's all superstition. Why, I, I can't understand why... Look, the sun. When it is gone, they leave their coffins. Come, we must go indoors. But wait. We get to a shot of the exterior of where Dracula's castle is. It's a beautiful painted mo uh, model. Uh, I think it's just a just a painting. They used to do this in movies all the time. Even Star Wars did this, where they just have a painting and they just overlay it with the footage. Yeah, and I actually have a trivia on that. Uh, Dracula's castle was painted on a piece of glass that they just put in front of the lens. Oh. Uh, yeah, so like the man and the coach and everything is real, but the whole background is just painted on a piece of glass. That's, that's awesome. how they, yeah, that's how they handled like CGI kind of thing back then. 
That's sick. Mm-hmm. Well, we cut to the interior where Dracula, he's getting out of his casket. We get this cool shot where we can't see inside the casket, but we see his hand just slowly reach out as it pulls the coffin lid off. We also get shots of possums and hornets, which yeah. I don't know about hornet populations in Europe, but I'm pretty sure possums are native to North America. <laughs> I might be wrong about that, but I don't know. His brides start getting out too, but they get out pretty nonchalantly compared to Dracula. And we cut back over and Bella Lugosi, he's already standing straight up out of his coffin and he gets a long distance stare as we see throughout the whole movie we get lots of shots of Lugosi just standing there with the light fixture. The iconic eyes. Yeah, yeah, the iconic Bella Lugosi Dracula. They use that a lot in other movies too now, uh especially in like the seventies though pan in on somebody's face a little bit but dim everything but their eyes mm-hmm. That's yeah so cool. it is very cool and we get a really cool shot of his bride creeping around and the whole thing has just this weird ghostly like painterly kind of look to it dracula he's walking up the stairs kind of robotic like he, he just woke up though so i guess it's pretty understandable and we get a, a cutaway shot to where he's disguised himself very poorly as a cab driver. It's just like, <laughs> he's not covering his face or anything. He just has a coat on and pants. Yeah, it's so funny. <laughs> the the village cab driver, though, he gets to Borgu Pass or Borgo Pass, where he, he's supposed to meet up with Dracula's cab driver. And he doesn't even stop to let the guy out. He just throws his bags out, and the, the guy <laughs> jumps out of the cart carriage. Yeah, he's like, I ain't doing no more, no further, dude. Fuck that. <laughs> Yeah, I gotta get back. This, this is bad enough as it is. And it's sure enough, like, the spooky Dracula coach is waiting right there. Yeah, and we get a <laughs> shot of Bela Lugosi. He's looking yeah. down, and that same lighting <laughs> shot to make his eyes look like they're glowing. And he just gives him, like, a death stare. Mm-hmm. He's so, and the man's, like, sus as fuck, but he doesn't even care. He just gets in anyway. Mm-hmm. Another painted image of the long-winded road Dracula's castle with fog rolling in. The guy goes to say something to the driver, but when he gets out, his eyes go wide because the driver's just gone, and there's just this big string bat just hovering over the horses <laughs> yeah. down the road. Yeah. Uh, when he gets out, once they get to the destination, he goes to try and talk to the cab driver again, but he's he's still gone, and he turns around, and the, the door, the entrance to Dracula's castle, slowly creaks open. The interior looks like it's an actual set, but I, I bet it's probably some combination of painted background and the big staircase that they had. We get exterior shots from the windows of bats on strings flying around, and then there's armadillos on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> and me and my friend had a good laugh at this, but one of our other friends said that they heard that the reason why they did this is because back then, this was the 1930s mind, even people in the U.S., but especially people outside the U.S., had no idea what armadillos even were. And so they just put them in to get this sort of exotic flair to the the whole scene, just make people unnerved, like, oh, God, what the hell is that thing? That could be. There's actually a trivia I have for that. Yeah, armadillos and op- and possums, they get shown a lot in these old horror movies, like you said. Mm-hmm. Uh, the reason for that is they used to occasionally be in graveyards just, like, digging. I'm imagining for, like, fruit and shit. Mm-hmm. And people back then, they always, like, assumed the worst. So they assumed that they were digging into the graves and, like, eating the bodies and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so they started there. They just used that as an image of, like, scary. So they threw it in every movie until people realized, like, none of that shit happens. That's pretty funny. They just <laughs> yeah. were just superstitious and they thought that, that mm. armadillos were just carrying back then. Yeah, because, like, if you've seen an armadillo, you would be like, what the hell does that thing do? 
Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. But then we get uh, one of the more iconic shots of this movie. Dracula is slowly walking down the stairs and he introduces himself. The guy says he thought he might have been in the wrong place at first, but Dracula just completely ignores him and just invites him to come upstairs. That shot rocks too, dude. Yeah. Then the wolves start howling and we get that classic line. Listen to them. Children of the night. What music they make. But Dracula keeps walking upstairs and we get this really cool image where there's this massive cobweb on the stairwell and Dracula just walks right past it as if it's not even there. And as if to emphasize the point, we get a, a reverse shot from Dracula's perspective of the guy trying to walk up the stairs and he's just <laughs> struggling with the cobweb, trying to tear it down. <laughs> Biggest spider webs of the world, dude. <laughs> you know what those actually are? Those are, uh, they sprayed rubber cement out of like a little gun. Oh and that's, shit, that's cool. Yeah. So I bet it smelled awesome in there, but <laughs> yeah. Well, I've got a, a, a trivia about Lugosi. And speaking of smells, apparently he used to drink sulfur water because it was believed back then that sulfur water would cure ailments and stuff like that. And maybe it does. I don't know. But apparently a lot of people noted that whenever he spoke, he just smelled like rotten eggs. Jesus. Maybe uh, his kidneys were bad or something. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> It's crazy though. Another uh, another red flag moment though for our main character here is Dracula tells him that spiders spinning his web for the unwary fly and that the blood is a delight for them. And we finally get our character's name. His name is Renfield. And Renfield, he just he just doesn't even know what to say to this. He just ignores it and keeps following Dracula upstairs. Yeah, like what are you gonna do? Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, this guy's pretty weird, but I'm already in the situation. So. I suppose. <laughs> The spider spinning his web for the unwary fly. The blood is the life, Mr. Renfield. I, uh... uh yes. But Dracula invites him into this massive, mostly empty dining room. He does have a fire on, thankfully, but there's just dozens of candles everywhere, and the, the food is already prepared and waiting for him by the time he gets upstairs. Yeah, the man keeps bitching about his luggage, though. Like, he, he's pleased. He's like, oh, cool, but, like, what about my luggage, dude? Yeah, and Dracula finally just has to tell him, look, I, I made arrangements already. I got it. Don't <laughs> yeah. worry about it. Just fucking eat already, you asshole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he gives Dracula his coat, and Dracula walks off, and we get this cool shot where Lugosi doesn't even open the door. It just opens up for him, and he walks off down the hallway. He, yeah, he actually tells him that they, he got a boat, and they're going to go to England tomorrow mm. on his way out. And the dude gets a paper cut when they're, like, talking about all their legal jargon. And uh, yeah. Lugosi's, like, all, like, oh, and horny and doing the creepy thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, before that, he, he another red flag moment. He asks them if he, he kept it a secret that they were meeting like this. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and Renfield just straight up lies and just says, yep, I followed your instructions to the letter. Yeah, no shit. That's funny. It's so funny, too, because he just has this massive dopey grin on his face while he's saying it. But yeah, like you said, he cuts his finger open on a paperclip, and we get this quick zoom-in shot on Lugosi's face. If I was meme, meme editing this, you would just edit in the, the Kill Bill. <laughs> yeah, <favorite>. right. <laughs> and then he pours him wine, and uh, the guy's like, this is delicious, don't you want some? And he's like, I never drink twice. And the guy's no, like, uh, it's, uh, it's another classic line. He says he never drinks, and then he pauses for a second. Wine. 
Oh, is that what he said? Yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, okay. And then the guy's like, okay, weirdo, uh, good night, dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Dracula bids him good night and then walks off. And yeah. Renfield finally at this point starts getting really nervous. He's, he's wiping his brow because he's already drank the wine and he goes to open up the window, <laughs> which was his one of many mistakes is opening up the window. But he passes that while Dracula's babes are coming in. They're going to come over to him and drink his blood. But Dracula comes in off screens and he waves them away. It's beyond bitches. This is mine. Yeah. Don't <laughs> he, even fucking dare. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he kneels down and he drinks Renfield's blood. Cut to text over the screen. We're on a, a shipping boat now aboard the Vesta, bound for England. There's a horrible sh- storm. It's shaking the boat. It's drenching all the guys on the dock. Uh, on the, uh, what do you call it? The bow. The the bow? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Duh. <laughs> We're expert sailors. Don't uh-huh. <laughs> and Renfield, he's down in the, the storage. He's already crazy. He's got a ton of makeup on. It makes him look pale as a ghost. He's cackling to himself, and he's opening up Dracula's casket. And Dracula comes out hand first, and he's wiggling his fingers to open up the lid. <laughs> it's creepy, dude. Come on. It's, it is. It's pretty creepy. Renfield, he's asking Dracula about the promise to provide him blood of small animals. And Lugosi, he's he's out of the, the casket at this point and just staring down at Renfield. He doesn't actually respond to any of Renfield's requests, but he, he walks up to the top and sees all the guys struggling to get the mast and the sails and everything in order. Cut to well, uh, he gives like a like a poop face at it too, and he's like, "Oh, I ain't even doing that shit." And he's all dry in his scene, and the scene's like crazy water. Sw- that's actually uh, that scene's like a reused asset from some silent film in like the twenties. Oh and, Yeah, so they just reuse that whole boat scene, other than the Lugosi stuff. They just oh, right, film. Right, right, yeah, right. that's why it looks so that's, different. That's cool. Mm-hmm. But then we get a cut to just a shot of some boating equipment. And a bunch of people are talking about how the ship came in and it was just a just completely disheveled. Crew's all dead, and we get a silhouette of the captain. He's been strapped to the the wheel of the boat. They look to the the storage because Renfield's just cackling like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> and we get this really creepy shot of us standing at the top of the stairwell, looking down on him, and he's just got this horrifying grin on his face as he's just cackling up at people. That's pretty cool, though. I like I like his character. They must have come through a terrible storm. <laughs> What's that? Why? Come from that hatchway. <laughs> Why, he's mad. Look at his eyes. Why, the man's gone crazy. Then we get another cut, a newspaper article about the slaughtered crew and how Renfield's the only survivor. Now he's eating bugs because he says he wants <laughs> to get out their blood. Fade away, we get a shot of the streets, and there's a flower girl selling flowers. Dracula gives her the stare, the, the vampire stare, as he's entrancing her, and he slowly backs her into an alleyway. We hear her scream, but then we fade to Dracula walking down the street in his pimp outfit. He's got yeah, yeah. He's studding the dude. Yeah. Uh, it's too good. And he immediately goes into, like, the first live show. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> it's weird as it's like the weirdest shot ever too because it's you're seeing dracula being escorted by a girl with like a flashlight down in the dark uh, <laughs> aisle of the theater yeah it's not really clear what's happening at first because she yeah. comes over to take his ticket or something and then she looks him in the eye and she just immediately turns around and leads him to where they are mm-hmm. but then once the once the number ends we get dracula telling her that she has to deliver a message to this guy. And as soon as she does that, she has to get the hell out of here and forget everything she saw. We then get the implication that he, he mind controls her as well. Right. So she goes to the guy and she tells this old man that he's got a telephone call. But before he gets up to go take the call, Dracula introduces himself. Let's them know that he just purchased Carfax Abbey, which is right next to the sanitarium that this guy owns. And the old guy, he introduces Dracula to his daughter, whose name is Mina. Her friend, whose name is Lucy, and then her fiancé named John Harker. But we'll just call him John from here on out, because that's what they refer to him as. Apparently the Abbey is really run down, and Dracula says that that's how he likes it, because it reminds him of his castle back home. And then we get, we get Mina's friend Lucy, who's just apparently just proto-goth chick. is just <laughs> quoting some gothic poetry yeah. at him. <laughs> and she, she gets stopped by Mina, but then Dracula finishes her, her poem. There are far th- worse things waiting for a man than death, he says. Yeah, then he, like, totally starts creeping them out. <laughs> to, like, to the point that they were, like, they just decide to start watching the show without even ending the conversation. Yeah. It reminds me of the broken battlements of my own castle in Transylvania. The Abbey always reminds me of that old toast about lofty timbers, the walls around our bear. Echoing to our laughter, as though the dead were there. (laughs) Nice little sentiment. (laughs) But there's more, even nicer. Half a cup to the dead already. Hurrah for the next to die. Oh, never mind the rest, dear. (laughs) (laughs) To die, to be really dead, that must be glorious. Why, Count Dracula? There are far worse things, waiting man, than death. Yeah, he's eyeballing her. Mm-hmm. Eyeballing Lucy, so we get a cut to Lucy's bedroom, and Mina's making fun of his accent and how he talks and stuff. But Lucy's all, oh, I don't know, I think he's sophisticated and cool. Oh yeah, she loves him. She's, she, yeah, she thinks he's a hunk. But then Mina says she likes somebody more normal. And Lucy says, oh, like your fiancé, John, huh? Yeah. And Dracula's just, like, chilling right outside the window or whatever. <laughs> yeah, he's just <laughs> over and he's just standing there. He's, uh, he's just standing outside. He's just standing with his pimp outfit on. He's just waiting for Lucy to go to bed. And she opens up the windows. Classic mistake. Uh-huh. And he turns into a bat to fly up to her. And every time he turns into a bat, too, it's the funniest thing. They get this little bat puppet, which is huge for a normal bat standard, but it's very obviously just a puppet that they just bounce around. And, like, 90% of the time, they just shake it outside of whatever window is nearby. It's not <laughs> It's not like it flies through the room very often. So anytime they're like, oh, there's Dracula, and he's out, they point, and he's, like, outside the window with, a, like, just a jiggly little bat. <laughs> it's too good. It's awesome. But we get this shot, he he finally makes it to her room, and he's creeping up on her like Nosferatu. He's all hunched over with his arm stretched out, mm-hmm. and he reaches out to go bite her, and it fades to black, of course. Cut to a hospital auditorium, and the doctors are looking over Lucy's body. 
they say that she's dead and they're stumped since her and all the other victims they've got they've lost all their blood but the only marking they have is these two little puncture wounds on their neck fade then to a sanitarium and the crazies are making fun of renfield because he's screaming and there's a goofy orderly he's trying to rust a, a thing out of his hand turns out it's a spider and he just drops it out the window and renfield gets all pouty yeah he's like i need to eat that and then he, he's like who eats the flies then <laughs> yeah 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 he's yeah. like yeah the guy's like what you don't eat flies anymore he's like who eats flies when you can eat spiders yeah. <laughs> and this orderly is the goofiest character in the whole movie he talks oh this- yeah Super over-the-top accent. You do, you loony. You eat flies. Yeah. In the end, he's kind of the smartest one, though. That's true. But we cut, though, to one of our other most important characters. It's this old guy, and he's doing chemistry stuff in beakers. You know how it is. (laughs) He tells everybody around him that what they're dealing with is a Nosferatu, an undead vampire. (laughs) Yeah. They don't don't believe him, though, because they think it's all superstition, but... We, as modern-day audiences, know that this guy is Dr. Van Helsing, the eternal nemesis to Dracula, and he wants to prove to everybody that it's not just superstition, that vampires are scientific truth, and he's going to get to the bottom of it one way or another. Gentlemen, we are dealing with the undead. Mas, Maralto. Yes, Nosferatu, the undead, the vampire. Vampire attacks the throat. It leaves two little wounds, white with red centers. Dr. Seward, your patient Renfield, whose blood I have just analyzed, is obsessed with the idea that he must devour living things in order to sustain his own life. But, Professor Van Helsing, Modern medical science does not admit of such a creature. The vampires are pure myth, superstition. I may be able to bring you proof that the superstition of yesterday can become the scientific reality of today. Somebody tells them that apparently Renfield's been escaping from his room, and he's just been gone for hours on end. <laughs> like, this is, the most, this is the least guarded hospital of all time, apparently. They just let the orderlies just go around doing whatever. It's just a regular old Monday, I guess. Renfield got out again, like, whatever. <laughs> uh, but then they bring Renfield into Van Helsing's office, and he's he's acting all normal for some reason. But Van Helsing decides to look at his wrist, and Renfield just freaks out at that. Yeah, he's begging to be released. He's like, please, I gotta get out of here. I can't yeah. be here anymore. And then uh, he, he says his craziness might be giving people nightmares. <laughs> he's like, the longer I stay, I'm making nightmares for people because I'm so crazy. Yeah, and specifically, he doesn't want to disturb Mina. Right. But then we hear a wolf's howl as the sun goes down. And this movie does establish something that, for whatever reason, never caught on very much in the public consciousness with vampires, is that Dracula does have the ability to turn to a wolf as well as a bat. Yeah. We get a shot of a doorway with the wolf's howl still going through, and then uh, the camera just pans over, because they didn't really have any other way to do it. And then once it pans back over to the doorway, Dracula's rising up from out of, off the ground, implying that he had turned into a wolf. And <laughs> yeah. But Van Helsing, he tells Renfield he knows why the wolves are howling, and he shows him some wolf pain. And Renfield says that Dr. Van Helsing knows too much, and the orderly takes him away because he's causing a scene. 
The you deserve to die, he says. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Renfield warns Mina's dead that Mina will get hurt if she isn't taken out of the house, or if Renfield isn't released at least. Another wolf sale, and Dracula's just standing just outside of Renfield's room. We get the Lugosi stare at Renfield again, and Renfield's begging Dracula not to make him do something when we... We get the implication that Renfield is going up and unlocking Mina's room and her windows and stuff like that. So apparently not only can Renfield escape from his his cell, but yeah. he also has free reign of the, the doctor's house. He's got keys to the whole fucking place. Mm-hmm. Classic Dracula move, though. He flies up through the window, and he starts creeping to Mina's bed. Yep. We get a close-up shot on Lugosi's face, and it's one of the weirdest shots of the whole movie. He looks like he's constipated or something. <laughs> Yeah, he is, yeah. It's the first time it's coming from that, that angle or whatever. Mm. <laughs> Next morning, though, Mina's telling John about a nightmare she had of a fog coming into her room. And there were two red eyes on a pale face in the mist as it came to her, her face. She's got a scarf on, and uh, she said that how when she woke up, she was fatigued, as if the life was drained from her. And Van Helsing knows immediately what's going on, so he starts questioning her. He, he asked her if the face had come to bite her at all and that what part of her body. And she instinctively reaches up to her neck. So he decides to come over to her and he takes the scarf off. And sure enough, she's got the two puncture wounds on her neck. Yeah. She says that she got them after the dream that she has. And just as John is asking about what could have caused it, one of the maids says, Count Dracula. And there he is <laughs> right yep. away. Which is one of the weird things is this movie established a lot of the, the classic vampire things in, in fiction. But for some reason, the whole Dracula can't enter a residence without being invited thing is just not in any way brought up at all in this movie. Dracula just goes wherever the hell he wants, so long as there's an open window. I guess it's kind of implied that that's like an invitation, but he's also just kind of walking into people's houses and things. I think Dracula was just was kind of the OG, though. I think he could do whatever he wanted. I think it was more like the vampire underlings and shit that had more of the rules. Hmm. Uh, I mean, well, I don't know. Going wherever he wants to, so. Well, that's fair. I, did he ever? He never ate anybody, though, did he? Yeah, I mean, yeah. At, to this well, point, to this point. To so, this point. Yeah, so I think he's not quite like a quite a vampire yet. Hmm. That's why he was like on the boat. He was like begging. He was like, "I'll. I've been so loyal. Can you give me the gift?" Kind of thing. Right. Uh, yeah. But yeah, Dracula's in the house already, and he's just strutting on everybody. He immediately walks over to Mina and starts macking on her. And Van Helsing is just not having any of this. He thinks that Mina should go to her room, and Mina's saying, I, I can do whatever I want, you can't tell me what to do. Yeah. But Mina's dad, to, to cool off the situation, he, he introduces Dracula and Van Helsing to each other. And they're they're very polite about it. And Dracula says that Van Helsing is known far and wide, even in the remote parts of his country. Dracula also tries to cover up Mina's nightmares by saying that it was probably just because he was telling her spooky stories and she just happened to be dreaming about him. Yeah, she's fucking in love with him, though. Yeah. <laughs> but then, as conveniently as possible, uh, a box opens up that has a mirror in it and Van Helsing just happens to be standing by and he notices that Dracula doesn't have a reflection in the mirror. It was their they cigar box. The the uh, hus- husband went to smoke and, of course, right. it had a... I don't know why a cigar box needs a mirror, but... yeah whatever but they finally get Mina to go up to her room and Dracula starts to apologize for his sudden drop in and Van Helsing is saying uh, he wants Dracula to to come over for a second that he's got something to show Dracula so he immediately opens the box and Dracula notices the mirror and just slaps it out of his hand yeah (laughs) dick move dude (laughs) he's shocked at first but then his 
his wide-eyed stare turns into an icy glare as he's looking over at Van Helsing. And he apologizes to Mina's dad, because at this point, he figures the jig is up. Van Helsing knows exactly what he is, so he turns around and he walks over to a balcony and says that Van Helsing will explain his distaste for mirrors. In fact, before you go, you can be of definite service. Anything I can do, gladly. A moment ago, I stumbled upon a most amazing phenomenon. Something so incredible, I mistrust my own judgment. Look. Dr. Seward, my humble apology. I dislike mirrors. Van Helsing will explain. For one who has not lived even a single lifetime, you are a wise man, Van Helsing. As Dracula turns to leave, the party is looking over at Van Helsing, and while they're distracted, Dracula disappears from view, and John runs over to the balcony and says there's a wolf over on the lawn. Van Helsing is explaining just the classic vampire lore about how vampires can turn to bats as well as wolves, and uh, John and Mia's dad don't believe it at first, but Helsing is trying to explain that that's exactly what Dracula wants, that that's how he has power, is by convincing people that he's not a vampire. Even though there's been significant evidence to the contrary already. He's really just a good businessman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? We get another really cool shot, though. We get a cut to Mina. She's walking outside, walking out on the lawn. And Lugosi is just standing underneath the, a tree shadow. He's just barely silhouetted on the, the moonlit lawn as she walks out to meet him. And he takes her into his cloak. Van Helsing is explaining to her dad and John that Dracula must have brought the boxes of his native soil, so his lair must be somewhere near here. He's given them the he's given them the yeah. rundown real quick of like all the rules of vampires and crap yeah, with the wolf exactly. bane and yeah, he's like I'll surround a house and all this crap and then I'll uh yeah exactly. And then, of course, Renfield walks in because he can just go anywhere he wants. <laughs> yeah, he always introduces himself like like cackling like Joker. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like oh, here he comes. And then he walks in and he explains that they have to listen to Van Helsing if they have any hope of saving Mina. At this point, he's conflicted because he doesn't want Mina to get hurt, but he also wants to be a vampire and he just doesn't know what to do. And then, sure enough, as he's telling him all this stuff. That huge bat comes into the the window again, and Renfield knows that it's Dracula, so he's <laughs> begging for his life, basically. And John just runs over to where it is, and he's just flailing his arms in the air. <laughs> the bat flies away. Yeah, crazy dude's freaking out because he just got caught like red-handed again. <laughs> just about exactly. to spill all the beans. Helsing tries to question Renfield a little bit more, but Renfield's getting tight-lipped now. He says he doesn't know anything about a Dracula or anything about vampires. But then we get a maid screaming, and that gets everyone to get out of the room, because apparently Mina's been found out on the lawn, and the maid is in the room alone with Renfield for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> he starts doing his creepy laugh, and that's enough to scare her to just immediately pass out. And we get this really creepy shot of him crawling along the floor, going over to her neck to suck her blood out. Yeah, so does he finally bite somebody now? This is his first one, we assume? I guess so. It, yeah. it never gets brought up again, though. So. No, yeah, that was the <laughs> That's the end of that subplot. Yeah, right. Cut to the dark part, uh, dark part, and we see Lucy, her friend, who's dead, but she's walking around at night like a ghost, and there's sounds of crying children and stuff. 
fade to the next day, and the the orderly guy is reading an article about a a, be- a beautiful lady in white <laughs> who promised chocolates to some children before she took them off to a secluded spot to be bitten on the neck. Hey man, this is London, England. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> yeah, right. Attacks on small children committed after dark by the mysterious woman in white took place last night. Narratives of two small girls. Each child describing a beautiful lady in white who promised her chocolates, enticed her to a secluded spot, and there bit her slightly in the throat. Ghosts. Vampire. But Van Helsing, he's asking me if she saw Lucy after she was buried, because everyone's wondering who this crazy lady who's biting children is. And Mina says that the last time she saw her, she was skulking around at night. And she couldn't remember that she was dead until after trying to call out to her. But then when that happened, she got a look on her face like a hungry animal. And she ran off. I'm assuming on all fours like a weirdo. And <laughs> just <laughs> ran off into the woods. Yeah. Van Helsing promises to stop Lucy. And Mina is scared that her his soul is compromised. And we get this kind of odd scene where... Mina's telling John that she can't be touched anymore, and I get the implication that it's basically meant to imply that Dracula raped her, or at least, like, molested her in some way, so she's impure now. But oh, John's, that's how you took it? I think so. I, I, I took it as she was telling her husband, like, you can't use any more love on me because I'm already, like, this monster. She knew that she was going to be this vampire thing. Sure, but I think and, the... the the subtext oh. is like she's well, been damn. violated essentially yeah my innocent kinda... mind didn't pick that up i guess <laughs> <laughs> oh shit but he doesn't care he's just pissed off because she's acting all hysterically and she thinks it's because van helsing is telling her all this vampire shit john wants to move mina to get out of england because of everything that's going on but van helsing says that they need mina at this point because dracula is obsessed with her and she needs to be the bait essentially to get him to come out yeah he promises he'll he'll make her aware of some wolf's bane, though, dude. She'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> he turns to the maid and he tells her not to open the windows for any circumstances and that she needs to wear this necklace of wolf's bane. So he goes downstairs and he's trying once again to convince me as dad and John that Dracula is a vampire. And John still isn't buying it, but we see Renfield's shadow creeping around again. Yeah. <laughs> he's just wandering he's the halls. Him. Yeah. He's telling them that they're having a strange conversation for guys who supposedly aren't crazy. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and Mia's dad immediately goes and calls the orderly guy. <laughs> He's like, oh, Renfield's out again? Oh, yes, sir, right away, sir. <laughs> so he comes over <laughs> again. Because <laughs> nobody can do their job, apparently. But Renfield, he explains, he goes on like a long story about how Dracula visited him. And there was like red mist and rats and uh... yeah, Dracula burned the red mist and promised him all these blood-filled rats. Yeah, just didn't one more task for him. And of course, Dracula's just chilling outside again. He's here at all. <laughs> yeah. But Renfield tells him that the task that he Dracula wanted to perform has already been done, and Van Helsing immediately picks up on that and figures out that that means Dracula is already in the house. So he gets everybody to clear out because they they need to go check on Mina, make sure that everything's locked in. So everyone clears out, and we finally get the, the epic confrontation between Van Helsing and Dracula. They're alone together in the foyer. Yep. Dracula's telling Van Helsing that he should just mind his own business and go back home. And Helsing is saying that he'd rather stay because of scum like him, basically. A little word-pissing contest. 
Van Helsing. Now that you have learned what you have learned, it would be well for you to return to your own country. I prefer to remain and protect those whom you would destroy. You are too late. My blood now flows through her veins. She will live through the centuries to come, as I have lived. Should you escape us, Dracula, we know how to save Miss Mina's soul, if not her life. If she dies by day, but I shall see that she dies by night. And I will have Carfax Abbey torn down stone by stone, excavated a mile around. I will find your earth box and drive that stake through your heart. Dracula tells him it's too late. Mina's already got a taste of his blood, and by the end of the night, he's going to have her body too. But Helsing says that he'll tell, tear apart Carfax Abbey piece by piece just to find Dracula's coffin, because that's just how <laughs> determined he is. Right. So then Dracula, he tries to do the stare on Van Helsing. He's got his arm outstretched, and he's got the weird Bela Lugosi claw thing that he does. It's like Darth Vader trying to choke somebody, dude. Yeah, I think <laughs> that's like, probably where they got the idea from. It could be, yeah, because he keeps saying, like, come here. Mm-hmm. And it looks like it's working on Van Helsing at first. His eyes start to glaze over, and he's walking slowly at him. But his will is too strong. He's an expert vampire hunter, so he, he shakes it off. Dracula compliments him, but he's going to go in for the kill. And Van Helsing suddenly reaches into his pocket to pull something out. And Dracula's mocking him, saying, oh, is this just more Wolfsbane? But he pulls out a crucifix, and apparently that's, that's strong enough to make Dracula just completely back off. Yeah, he's pissed. He's like, you're strong, Helsing, you bastard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> But John comes up, he finds Mina. Mina tells him that she took off the Wolfsbane, but she's, she's feeling great now. She's all energetic and happy about everything. They tell the maid to just piss off, basically. And Mina and John sit together on the balcony. And Mina's getting John to look up. She says, oh, the fog's finally cleared. Look how cool the sky is. And he's, yeah. he, he immediately falls for it. And he goes into this big romantic soliloquy about how beautiful stars are and stuff. <laughs> and she, she's just staring at his neck and going in, going for the kill. But he manages to look down just in time. And he's like, uh, are you feeling all right? <laughs> Give him a kind of a weird stare. Right. The whole time the nurse is like, seeing all of this shit go down too <laughs> she runs off she's like oh shit yeah she's so sketched out she just bails immediately uh-huh helsing's just telling mina's dad that they need to go to mina right now and mina's telling john how oh all of a sudden i just feel so great i feel alive at nighttime and mm-hmm. i love the way that the fog looks over on the the lawn now and sean is saying what the hell are you talking about <laughs> <laughs> you always hated the fog yeah, she's like complete opposite of what she was. Mm-hmm. And then and a, a bat, bat shows up. <laughs> wire bat, he comes in again. <laughs> and John stands up and he's trying to shoo it away. Mina's acting like she can understand what it's saying. And John's looking down at her like, what? Who are you? What are you talking to? He's swatting at her too. He yells at her too. He's like, it'll get in your hair. Watch out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Helsing and Mina's dad, they, they get to the edge of her room and they overhear it her and John talking about how she needs the crucifix to get away from the bed. And John, at this point, after all this stupid crap is happening, all the weirdness that Mina's exuding to him, he's finally starting to think, like, you know what? Maybe, maybe yeah. there are vampires. The babe's like, it's fucking true. Like, it's all true, you idiot, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Because John takes out a crucifix finally, and she just came and bear to look at it. She finally tells him that Draco did come, and she he made her drink his blood, and that's why she's acting all weird. And we get the the goofy orderly standing out on the lawn, and he's shooting at the bat. <laughs> Van Helsing just tells him not to waste his time because the bullets aren't going to do anything. Uh-huh. And we get this really goofy exchange between him and one of the maids, and how he's saying, "Oh, I think everyone's crazy except you and me, and I only think you're sane half the time." Yeah, and then he just backpedals into the woods and's <laughs> gone yeah. from the whole movie. Yeah, that's his final scene. I love that guy, dude. That's so good. What is it? Who is it, Martin? It's that big gray bat again, sir. There's no use of wasting your bullets, Martin. They cannot harm that bat. No, sir. He's crazy. They're all crazy. They're all crazy except you and me. Sometimes I have me doubts about you. Yes. But Dracula, he comes back one final time, and the maid's watching over Mina, but that was their their fatal mistake, because he just hypnotizes the maid immediately, and she just opens the door for him. And she takes the, the crucifix out and the wolf's mane out, and she puts it in a drawer and walks off. Helsing notices this, and then I think he goes to her room and notices that Mina's gone. And we get a, a very quick finale. This movie's only about like an hour 15 or so. Yeah. The finale is very quick. They only find out where Dracula's lair is because Renfield runs out again and they decide <laughs> to follow him. And he, of course, leads him right to Dracula. He's walking her down the stairs and Renfield is begging him to give him another chance and this and that. And Dracula's just pissed at this point. He's finally sick of this guy. He picks him up and he just throws him down the stairs and that's all for Renfield. He just yep. falls up the stairs out of the movie and time. Get a long, long shot of a body just rolling down the stairs forever. That's <laughs> so good. Poor Renfield though, man. All he did was show up to like for a job. And then he, he, he goes crazy, and then eats bugs, and then gets thrown down the stairs. Uh, poor guy. He even yeah. tries to tell him what's going on. Uh, nope. Oh, well. Oh, well. <laughs> but, but they finally get there, and somehow they beat him to the bottom of the stairs before he can even get down there. So he just picks up Mina and just runs off to this chamber, locks the door behind him. But then they manage to get in anyway, and Helsing notes how it's, it's morning time. And they're, they're going around trying to find him. He's already asleep in his casket. And Mina's just standing in the corner of the room, dumbfounded. So, yeah, what the fuck, Daniels. dude? He, he couldn't stay awake for like 10 more minutes down there? <laughs> yeah. it's, who cares if it's day? It's not day in the fucking building. Uh, nope, nope. It's, it's way past time. <laughs> we must go! Right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to lock the door. That'll be good, right? Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Van Helsing, he already knows what to do. He just picks up a, a steak off the ground. Puts it in Dracula's heart. Mina screams, and so they go over to her, and she's telling them how he almost would have turned her into a vampire head in morning, not come in just the nick of time. So we get this classic Hollywood ending, this uplifting score as they ascend the stairs, and that's it. It's the end of the movie. We don't even we don't get to see Dracula get staked though. It's off screen. Yeah, which that's is kind of like it's like an a little anticlimactic of an ending yeah. there. You know? it's super anticlimactic. Yeah. That's just because of censorship, of course. But um, yeah, it felt like I'm, the story was just now starting to ramp up, and then it was just like, burp. yeah, exactly. And it just, yeah, just conveniently ends in the hero's favor. Mm-hmm. But that's it. So, Billy, have you seen this movie before? This particular one? I had seen it, but like I said, it'd been super long time, like probably twenty <laughs> years or more. 
so I, I did remember certain scenes, but overall it felt like a new experience and uh, I liked it. I think I, I enjoyed it now more than I could have as a little kid. So yeah. it, it was oh, cool. Oh, yeah. You remember getting like freaked out by any of it or anything like that? I was never afraid of the Universal Monster ones because mm. I don't know if it was just because of that household or whatever, but I think just the Universal Monsters, monsters as a whole were more of like a Halloween costume and stuff by that point. Mm. Yeah. So like being Dracula or whatever... Plus what we've seen nowadays, you know, my God, oh, compared yeah, to, for sure. you know, I didn't care about a dude just lights on his eyes or a, a bat on a string. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I understood what it was and I thought it was cool. But like I said, I'm, I appreciated it more as an adult. So it was like a really cool watch. Yeah, I feel pretty similarly, just like you said. But of course, this was the originator other than Nosferatu, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's It's still cool, though. A lot of the... For how minimalist it is, I mean, it's crazy to think that old school Hollywood, you can make those movies now with just your phone and like a couple hundred dollars maybe for sets and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. But uh, they laid out the building blocks. They they pushed this movie into the, the public consciousness and obviously it had a huge impact because we're still talking about Dracula today. Movies are still getting remade and vampires are still just as popular as ever. All the old Bram Stoker but stoker books and stuff like that universal bottom up dude and then they you know brought it to uh the global view in video once that hit off perfect timing oh yeah for you sure. know what i mean when video's just now coming out and this is like the scariest thing you could possibly be is just uh like an unstoppable force like dracula you know what i mean yeah we could also ca- uh, talk about the the subtext of this movie too uh not just <laughs> implicit uh <laughs> sexual assault but um the whole uh, the whole fear of dracula originally is that he's because it was written by an english author and so it's the fear that britain wasn't the cultural and economic powerhouse that it thought that this this guy this aristocrat from this podunk nowhere small nothing of a country is powerful enough and alluring enough that he can come to to your country and seduce your women and take all your land and things like that and i think in the 1930s even if it's supposed to take place in london i feel like even back then the white people racism was still strong enough that they just it, it applied to americans as well just being afraid of just foreigners in general yeah, they're coming here. They, they took our gerbs. They're still doing <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. yeah. Exactly. That's funny, man. Uh, but uh, it's it's funny, too, because even though that racism isn't nearly as strong, it's it's one of those things where, I mean, we had Borat come out in 2004 or whenever yeah. it was, and our, our public purview of what Slavic people are like is pretty much the same now as it was back then. Like, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> lots of people still think they just live in like grass huts and wear old school clothes and stuff like that and worship hawks or whatever. I mean, Hollywood is our only exposure of it, really. You know, I mean, unless you're like traveling abroad and shit, but most people mm. don't. So, yeah, it's crazy, man. But yeah, this is a classic movie. I still like some of the techniques they did, like the the stuff of the lighting with Lugosi's eyes, and just some of the shot composition and stuff is really genuinely well done and pretty creepy. So yeah, Universal's really good at their set pieces, especially like capturing like the great angle, like when he's coming down the stairs. That's so perfect every time he does it. Yeah, oh, that's uh, so good. yeah, and then they invented that that um, close up eye with the bright line you know across it which like you know ended up being fucked today still some you know 
throwback <laughs> movies still use that technique all the time. Uh, one thing I had, I had a couple things actually. The trivia on this is like endless, dude. So I oh, wrote, <laughs> I wrote down like six of them, which I've used a few. But like, my God, uh, this is actually Bella Lugosi only played Dracula one other time in his entire career, which is oh. weird. Yeah, and that was for the comedy of Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. Hmm. He played vampire esque characters in other films but never once again other than those two appearances as this dracula or dracula right. himself he was, yeah. he was never referred to as dracula again. never dracula himself again yeah another thing is they during the movie they never show dracula blink not one time oh that's awesome yeah it's it's supposed to enhance the characters like otherworldly aura you know what i mean right exactly like he's a dead guy he doesn't need to do normal human things exactly and pair that with lugosi's little stare that he does it just makes him look like you know a a creature or whatever yeah it's pretty cool an undertone kind of so the whole renfield and dracula thing and Mm. there's universal didn't originally want to film the dracula versus renfield fight they wanted that scrapped because they said it might come off as gay (laughs) (laughs) they think there's a gay undertone and Uh, when he was on the stairs at the end yeah the they had a quote from the company to whoever was filming it and shit it says dracula is only to attack women so (laughs) yeah they never have him other yeah i don't even think he fights van helsing right so right that's crazy yeah i didn't even think about that at all during the movie what one of the trivia sorry did i interrupt you well i was just thinking like so in the original vision they van helsing and dracula probably would have had like a, a short little scuffle that ended with dracula running away but then they had to cut that out i'd imagine it's in the book um yeah. uh, the movie doesn't stick clo- that closely to the book the, i guess there was like an original one i didn't write this down but i guess there was an original one that was a much higher budget that stuck more to the actual book itself but they were like fuck that we got bella lugosi here you know and, right. and two hot babes we'll make it work <laughs> uh we have a fan submitted trivia guide <laughs> it's just tosh she submitted uh this month of February 2021, actually, is the 90th anniversary since this theatrical release. Whoa, that's awesome. That's the funniest shit. How fucking wild. Okay, last trivia I had. Universal only paid Bram Stoker's widowed wife $40,000 for the filming rights for this Dracula movie. And a lot of that was due to Bella Lugosi actually being friends with the family, I believe. And oh, he cool. talked her. He talked her into selling it just for forty grand, which is nuts nowadays. I mean, think about what Universal yeah. owns. That Jesus. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Because like, anytime you see any kind of vampire-related thing in a convenience store or whatever, they're getting paid for that too. I'll probably get an email for putting this episode up. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. No, I doubt it. But yeah, that's all the trivia I had, man. The movie rocked. So I mean, yeah. Spoiler. It's cool. it's cool though it's definitely one of those fun movies you can throw on a halloween party or something like that billy how many dracula stairs out of five would you give this (laughs) this is a definite five out of five dude zero blinks five out of five (laughs) stairs (laughs) no blinks only stairs now this movie rocks man even today there's no I mean, other than, like, just being old, fault-wise or whatever, it doesn't matter so much because the shots are so good, like we said. And the acting is great, most of it. Yeah. So, well, yeah. Yeah. Lugosi is perfect, though. 
yeah, the main characters were great. So uh, it, it holds up now. I had a good time, man, honestly. I even I, I uh, watched it like Sunday morning or something, and I, I turned all the lights off in my room and everything too and like, made myself watch in the dark, so I had a really good time. You know, when in Rome, why not? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, that puts another one in the books. Next yeah. month, or next few episodes at least, we'll be talking about our movies we love. Look forward to that. Next episode, which should be pretty special, I think valentine's themed i'm nervous for it but we'll we'll keep it a secret until it comes out hmm. but until then thanks for listening in to our spooky episode <laughs> stay safe out there and don't open your windows for any bats make sure to wear the wolf's bane <laughs> and uh don't trust any strangers from slavic countries why would I eat flies when I can eat spiders? <laughs> Forget spiders. I need rats. <laughs> uh, goodbye. Good night. your own wife.